This is the Cattails Podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 3, Episode 3. How learning a language can improve your life. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Cattails Podcast. So in today's episode, something very special, very personal to me, we're looking at how learning a new second language can improve your life and the benefits it can give to you and the happiness and joy that I've experienced and that I'd like to share with you. Um, So before we do that, I'd like to say a massive thank you to our sponsor for the Cattails Podcast is the Masterclass Sessions. And the next one, the time of making this, is on the 12th of May. And it's with Joe Foster who created Reebok. You know, Reebok, that massive international brand. So Joe's going to be talking about all sorts to do with that. So if you click on the link in the show notes, you can book yourself on there. I'm going to be there. Uh, And as always, if you just send me a quick email to michael at cataholos.co.uk and just say something that you enjoy from today's episode, uh, the people that created the Masterclass sessions are going to do a draw every month and they can gift you a free membership to 12 months. So you get to learn from the best people in the world for free for 12 months. That's not too bad, is it? <laughs> so improving the quality of your life by learning a second language. This is something that I've been on a journey with for quite a few years, really, in terms of learning languages, but definitely in the last 12 months in terms of learning um, Spanish, which I absolutely love. So I want to tell you a little bit about my story of how I've learned a second language over the last 12 months, um, the benefits it's given me, the benefits it can give you, and then most importantly, like how can you go about approaching it if you think, yeah, I want to give that a try. You know, what do you actually do rather than just Google it? I've always been interested in people <laughs> and traveling and learning languages, and I learned French at school and traveled to France quite a few times and learned a bit of French, and I've been having French lessons and very much enjoying it. But everything changed when I decided to learn Spanish. I have a client, a fantastic client called Russell Bedford International. And hi, Stephen, if you listen to this. And they've got a lot of members in Latin American countries that all speak Spanish. And the more and more I met them and spoke to them, I thought, why am I not speaking Spanish? I could speak to these people. I could, you know, try and help them in Spanish. And a light bulb moment went off. And this is one of the biggest problems people have, they tell me, with languages, is they don't have enough purpose for it. They don't have a reason. So I had this business reason really more than personal. I thought, well, I could make some content. I could talk to them. I could do workshops. I could do seminars. I could do training courses in their language. That would help them. And that changed everything because I suddenly had this reason I wanted to do it. And I reached out to people on LinkedIn, actually. And I said, you know, can you recommend teachers? And, and lots of people tried to help me. And I decided to go with um, with a company, Academia, fantastic company. And the owner, Ruben, is a great guy. And he put me in touch with a teacher. And I've been doing lessons for 12 months. So... What have I actually gained from it? The first thing that I've gained in relation to Spanish is a cultural understanding of Spain and of Spanish-speaking countries. Things to do with like their history in the past 100 years, the Second World War, all of these things I was totally ignorant of. Seriously, I didn't have a clue. And you might say, well, why, why would you? Because you're not Spanish. But I remember learning and, and talking to my teacher, Miriam, and saying, you know, why don't I know this stuff? Why doesn't everybody know this stuff? There's so much culturally that I feel that I've learned. I wouldn't have even had a clue of because you don't just learn a language. If you've got a good teacher, you learn the culture that goes with the language because they're together, right? I've watched some incredible, fantastic programs on Netflix and listened to some music that I'd never have listened to if I hadn't spoken Spanish. Um, two fantastic examples, you want to watch Spanish TV. Jaguar is Spanish for Jaguar. It's a historical-based uh, drama thriller. And Elite, which is an incredible high school-based drama where someone seems to die every season. 
but I would never have enjoyed those uh, programs and, and that music if I hadn't spoken Spanish. I've made new business connections, definitely, all over the world. It's like a third of the world just seems to have opened up to me, Spanish-speaking people, native Spanish speakers, a third of the world. And I've made new friends, so I actually have gained so much that if you'd have told me 12 months ago, I'd have gone, no way, I'll just you know be able to speak a bit of Spanish. It's all these other things that have come with it that you can look forward to. And that's just from 12 months. I can't imagine what it's going to be like going forward. Because um, I've set some pretty audacious goals. I want to be fluent in several languages, and Spanish is the first one. And once you set an intention like that, you just go, okay, I'm just going to do it. And then you do it. And I've given myself loads of time to do it. You know, I'm going to give myself years and years to become fluent. There's no pressure. You just get that a little bit better. So, I've, and it, it's been so much fun. You know, I've had so many laughs speaking in Spanish. It's it's been incredible. So, that's been over, over the, my just my first year, really. Um, and one more opportunity, obviously, you might not be aware of this. We've got Catalos podcast episodes in Spanish now. Comida para el viaje. It's um, food for the journey in Spanish, right? And I've, I've set myself a challenge of trying to produce Spanish content for Spanish speakers, right? Um, so that's, you know, on the business um, kind of way of looking at it, I've created some, I've started creating new opportunities, you know, that was the whole reason why I wanted to start. So that's in just a year. Imagine what you could do in 10 years, you know? So what can it do for you? Um, you know, don't, not thinking about me now, what could it do for you in your life? If you're still thinking, mm, okay, maybe, maybe, but, you know, why else, Mike? <laughs> well, there's actually a study which I want, um, I want to quote from Cornell University, and it is Dr. Catherine Kinsler. And the first thing that they noticed was that learning a second language boosts empathy. Now, if you know anything about me and Catalyst, you know we're all about people, we're all about loving people. And one of the best ways to do that is to be empathetic. Empathetic doesn't mean sympathetic. You don't feel sorry for people. Empathetic means to try and understand how it feels and what it's like to actually be somebody else. It's a big part of emotional intelligence and it's something that I feel we can all and should all keep working on. I don't believe you can ever be too empathetic. To understand and try and understand people and where they come from and feel what they might feel, you can't overdo that. You know, it's not the same as compassion fatigue where you're just exhausted by feeling the way somebody else feels. I don't believe you could ever try and be too understanding of other people, you know, and say, what's it like to live where they live? What's it like to be part of their religion? What's it like to think the way they think? For example, a lot of my friends uh, in Israel, Israel's got some incredible technology companies and it's got me thinking and a lot of creative thinkers, thinkers in Israel. So what's it like in Israel? What's it like to be in these technological companies, to think in this way? You know, It really opens you up to different ways of thinking and understanding people and seeking to understand. So you know, if you want to be more empathetic, what do you actually do? Do you just go around trying to think about other people or you know, what do you do? This is a, a concrete way of doing it and it just happens naturally. For me, I started to think about Spanish people, you know, and I started thinking about being in Spain. I started, what's it like? And asking my teacher and she was telling me and my empathy and my understanding was growing just as a byproduct. So that's the first thing you can do. The second thing is, I've, I've made an allusion to this already. For me as an English person who's a native English speaker, it's really helped me and can really help you to have cultural understanding and be aware of how ignorant you may be, because I definitely was. Here's a really nice way of thinking about it. If you think of pirates, you know, when they have these uh, you know, old ideas of pirates and pirate maps, they'd have these maps, right, before GPS and before we had Google Earth and stuff, where there'd be, you know, known countries and known places, and there'd be bits that you don't really know. So it'd be black or it'd be covered by a, a mermaid or a sea monster. And the idea is we don't know what, what's over there, so we're going to go explore. 
And we all have these maps in our mind. We have these ignorant spots because we're one person. You're only one person. You're not 7 billion people. How could you be? But as a native English speaker, I have been and continue to be so ignorant of so many things. And it starts to remove some of those black bits on the map or starts to help me to go, oh, right. Oh, right. We all have ignorance. It's not a bad thing. You know, every child is ignorant and they grow into experience, as William Blake said. We go from innocence into experience. It helped me to understand just how culturally ignorant of many things I was, which is really good because then you start to think, great, well, I'm not as ignorant now. I can, you know, I know this a little bit of this and I can start to go with this. I'll give you a perfect example. This was very humbling for me. Uh, my Spanish teacher, Miriam, she's an incredible teacher, and she told me that she passed on my. English podcast to some of her friends who are Spanish and I said oh great you know did they enjoy it and she went yeah they didn't understand you now again in my culture ignorance as a native English speaker I thought well I'm English I'm a native English speaker I speak English in English that must be easy to understand actually <laughs> not so much the speed of which I speak and I can speak in different you know speeds but generally I speak pretty quickly and the kind of like certain words that I used and certain kind of dialects and certain bits, they didn't understand. And I was like, really? They didn't understand me? She said, no, look, Mike, they grow up listening to American English, listening to English being spoken by American people. They watch Netflix, they watch, you know, films. That's the kind of English they're used to hearing, right? So they're not used to hearing English spoken by someone from the Northwest of England, you know? Or if they're used to English speech, it might be from someone from the South. Or somebody who says bath, you know, that I don't. And I remember being a bit upset by that, a little bit, because in my ignorance, I was like, well, I deserve to be well understood. Not necessarily, <laughs> you know. So that showed me, to me, I was like, wow. And then when I asked people in, say, different Spanish-speaking countries in Latin America who aren't uh, Spanish, they were like, yeah, that's, that's very true. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. You know, so it can help you with that understanding. And think about how much you could know that you don't know right now. It's pretty exciting. Next thing is, it's just fun. It's so fun. I've had so many laughs with my teacher. I genuinely have had so much. It, it's just fun. It really is. It's not, it's not a dredge. It's not a bore. If you've got a good teacher, if you've got, you know, a good setup, it's really fun. You're not hurting anybody. You know, it's not like, say, you drink too much, you feel bad the next day. It's none of that. It's just fun and you have a good time. And I'm all for that, you know, so it's fun. The next thing is, it's really like a mental workout. It's really difficult. It's, if you're doing it properly, it's hard. Some bits are easy, but genuinely, it's hard. There'll be clauses that are in a different language that you don't use. There'll be certain letters that are pronounced differently. There'll be certain phrases that don't have a translation. You can't translate into English. There's certain rules, and you just think, well, that's just the way it is. There's certain things that say as a native English speaker, you're like, I don't get that at all. It's really difficult, right? But that's good. It's like a workout for your mental muscles. You try and you're like, mm, I don't get it. I'm going to give it a go. And then you get it and then it gets easier and you're like, oh, and there's a sense of progress and, and you, you feel satisfaction, you know, because there's something in committing to something that's difficult that you don't give up on for a long period of time that really helps you to feel satisfied. You know, it's like a physical workout and you, and you see yourself getting stronger, you know, or you see yourself getting fitter. So it's a mental workout. Next thing is it does really open you up to thinking of possibilities. So think about your business for a minute. Could it be international? You know, you're operating in, in say, one country right now. Could it be international? Could you expand your offering into different languages? You know, what are the raw materials of your business? Okay, you've got those. But then could you layer on top of Does it have to always be in English, in Spanish, in French, in German? 
Does it have to be? Could it be? Is there something that you can give to people in different countries? And you might say, yeah, but I don't speak the language. It doesn't necessarily have to be you. You might have a translator. You know, what I'm trying to say is you might have books. Great. Why are they not in different languages? And you might say, well, I don't want to. And that's fine. But you might say, yeah, I do actually. I, do. I just never really thought of it like that. Just think about everything that you do and everything that you are. Could more people have access to that? Chances are probably yes. And then one of the biggest barriers is, yeah, but I don't speak the language. Don't worry about it. You can learn, <laughs> you know. For me, it's helped me to expand my understanding of who I am. It's a pretty deep one. You know, we tend to think we are one person and there's just one of us and we've always been a certain way, but not so much, you know. Are you the same person you were when you were five, when you were 25? Kind of in some ways, but in other ways, no. You know, your body's completely changed, all the cells in your body have changed, your bones have changed, all your gut bacteria have changed, a lot, even your brain has changed, but you're still kind of you because you call yourself you, right? I remember when I went to Romania, they called me Michael in the Romanian version, I think it was Mihai. I was a version of that, and I was like, ha, that's the way they call Michael. And I remember speaking Romanian, and I remember enjoying speaking Romanian and acting a little bit differently when I was speaking a bit of Romanian to when I spoke English. And it's very true. I, there's, a, there's a way that I like expressing and being in Spanish that I can't do in English. It's amazing. Like, when I speak to Miriam, my teacher, it's... It's, it's wonderful. It's like an extra bit of me that I didn't know existed. And, and you can have that too. You really can. There's a great guy I've met called Todd. So if you listen to this, Todd, you're a perfect example of this. And he's American. And he's, I think, fluent in Mandarin Chinese and understands Chinese culture and Chinese business and lived there for 20 years. And he has this aspect of him that is very much Chinese, right? And, and influenced by Chinese culture and Chinese language. And it's a part of Todd but it's like a Chinese part of Todd, you know? And I'm saying, you can have that. There's so many parts and they're still you. You're not trying to be a different person. It's just a kind of like, you've added in a little bit of you. You know, another example of this is when you have partners that are from different countries, speak different languages, and you are together a certain way. And I've seen beautiful examples of that. So it can expand your sense of who you are, you know? And it, it, that's a really deep one, it's really cool. And the final thing is, it can really give you new ideas and boost your creative thinking. And I, I, I'm definitely proof of this. Remember, creativity is not just having an idea. It's to be able to follow that concept through to completion and create something. That is what creativity is. And most people get stuck in two ways. They don't have the initial ideas. So this can definitely help with that. Or it, they don't, and they're not able to execute. They're not able to actually bring that idea from the head onto the page or to create a product. And it does, it really opens you up to different ways of thinking. For example, with me, uh, there's a fantastic guy I met called Yaron Kamor, who's from Israel, and he in, in opened me up to lots of different ways. He's literally written a book on creative thinking, right? And the ways that he thinks, and I'm learning some of his ways. It's amazing. So I wanted to tie this into today's random positive fact, thinking in a second language, right? What this can actually do, and this is a, this is a study by Boaz Kezar Sayuri Hayukawa, and Sun Yu An. And in 2012, they did a study and they realized that thinking in a second language can decrease what's called your decision fatigue. So the idea is you can only make so many decisions and after a few, you start to get tired and make poor decisions because you're overthinking stuff. Well, they found that when you think in a second language, to go from second language to your native tongue, it's quite difficult. So you don't tend to overthink things if you think it through in a second language. Now, you have, to, you have to speak quite well in that second language, but you can get to the point where you can think even basically in a second language, it can reduce that fatigue. And I've had a, a couple inklings 
um, into that. My favorite phrase in Spanish, no pasa nada, is, it's nothing. It helps me sometimes to remind myself of that phrase and not overthink things. So that's where, we, you know, a small example of that. But it can help you to decrease decision fatigue. That's something pretty positive, isn't it? Okay, so hopefully I've made a strong enough case and you think, yep, I want to try that. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> How do I actually do it? Well, learn from my mistakes. Here's five top tips for actually doing it. You're thinking, yeah, I, I, want, to, I want to learn language, but how and which one and how do I go about it? All right, first one, you've got to have a reason for doing it. Remember, mine was a bit unusual. Mine was a business reason. I was thinking I want to help my clients. And actually, by having such an unusual reason, maybe, rather than just wanting to do it out of, you know, I just want to learn language it's actually given me structure and focus a lot better. So trying, here's a simple way of doing it. Try and think about something that's really important to you in your life. Most people, it's your family. So I'm guessing it's your family. It could be success, could be money, could be a sense of fulfillment, could be personal growth. It doesn't really matter what it is, but think of something that you really want to be or have in your life, right? And then link how speaking a second language can help you to get there or to be there. So if it's providing for your family, great. A large part of that is making money to provide for your family. So how could that second language give you an extra income or add to the money that you make to look after your family? You see what I've done there? So give yourself a compelling reason for doing it. Otherwise, you won't want to do it. If you're doing it just because you listen to the podcast about it, you might do it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> right? But I want you to do it for 20 years, you know, and really see the benefits. So you've got to give yourself a compelling reason. Second thing is get a proper teacher. Why get a proper teacher? Because, again, I, I don't want you to just start and, you know, download a couple apps and, and do a few bits and just kind of let it go. As somebody who teaches a lot and learns a lot, it's really good to allow that person to take you further than you could on your own. You know, they are the professional, they can speak the language, they're fluent, they've got the skills and they pass it on. If you just do it through bits and bats and apps and articles and videos, you're not giving yourself a fighting chance. You know, it's like saying to a five-year-old, don't go to school, don't learn online, don't be homeschooled, just, you know, here's a few bits and figure it out for 10 years, <laughs> see you when you're 16. It's not going to happen, is it, right? So we've got to have resources, we've got to have tools, we've got to have programs, and the best way is to get yourself a proper teacher. Um, I go with Lacademia. Lacademia have been going for 18 years. I'd highly recommend, you know, reaching out to them. I'll include the link to their website in the show notes. Brilliant, I've had incredible experience with them but no matter who you go with right have that proper teacher because they can guide you because like I said before it can be hard and you want to you, you can also build a really good rapport with your teacher you know when, when you have the lessons and my lessons are online right so I don't even have to leave the house so there's no excuse there third thing is and this is something as an English speaker I have to be humble with English people generally we're not great at grammar again it's been humbling my Spanish teacher is a better at English grammar than I am embrace the grammar not just the vocabulary right it's not enough to just use words. Listen to how I'm talking now. I'm not just word, word, word. It's sentences, there's context to it. There's nouns, there's pronouns, there's adjectives, there's clauses, there's all these different bits, right? That once you learn the grammar, it can be a bit boring, but once you learn it, it's like being a scientist or it's actually more like being a mathematician or an engineer. You can, you understand the bits and you can put it together to make sentences and understand why it is the way it is. There's nothing worse than just guesswork. And if you just know words, you can't put them into everyday language. You can't text somebody in a different language, you know, you're just using random words. So embrace that grammar. Yeah, it can be boring, but once you get it, I actually now really enjoy the grammar because it takes the guesswork out of it. Fourth thing is, Definitely make it habit, make it part of a routine. If you go back to the 
previous episode, I think episode two, it was how to form good habits, yeah? So make it a part of a habit, make it part of a routine. Don't just do it when you feel like it because you won't do it long-term. I don't do it long-term unless I have my weekly lesson, unless I have my routine. So make it a habit, make a routine around it. And the final thing, and this is something that I, I really embraced after about four or five months, I was doing lessons, I was learning, I was enjoying it, but really I wasn't getting 100% from it because I wasn't giving 100% to it. And I realized I had to put in a lot of effort outside of the lessons. And I don't mean like just sat there rewriting notes. So here's a simple metaphor, what giving proper effort is. I've taught guitar for what, 15 years. And I used to say to people all the time, okay, here's a lesson. We're gonna learn some stuff, have a great time. If you don't go away and practice, you're gonna be not the same standard as you were last week. You probably get worse got to put the hours in and put the practice in in between the lessons so that when you come back to the lesson, you're ready for the next thing we're going to teach you, take you further. It's the same thing with the language, right? If you don't put in the effort outside the lessons, you're going to be not even as good as you were at the end of that lesson. That's pretty depressing. So here's how you do it, right? Text somebody in a different language. Text them, right? Then you're, you're actually writing it down, you know? Watch Netflix stuff or Amazon Prime or Apple TV, whatever you watch. Watch it in a different language with the subtitles on. Open yourself up to it. You're going to watch something anyway, right? So you may as well put it in Spanish or French. See if you could create a product or something, some part of your business in a different language. This is all about application. You're really using that brain. Write a blog, you know, or write something in private. Write something on your phone or on your laptop. Don't share it if you don't want to, but write it down, you know? And the best one is speak to somebody else. I speak to my dog, Kochi, in Spanish all the time. And my mum and dad were like, he doesn't understand you. I said, it's not just the words, it's how you say it, right? So I was, I, you know, I get him to sit down in Spanish. And I tell him I love him in Spanish. And again, it helps to make the language real. And all those things, my teacher definitely, she said to me, Miriam said, after about two months notice, and she said, I notice a difference in you. You're better. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. So that's what I suggest is give it that 100%, yeah? But bring the language alive. Have some fun with it, you know? They say, that's what they said about Latin. Once you stop speaking it, it's dead. Enjoy it, speak it. Just have some fun with it. You're not gonna be great straight away. I'm not great still, but enjoy it, you know? It's, it's definitely there to be enjoyed. And a whole, a whole world could open up to you. It really could, because it has for me, right? And I'm not special. You can have the same. So um, until we speak again, habla más pronto, I want you to remember two things, right? First is just pick something from today. Just Give it a try, you know, go learn South Korean or German for a week and just see what happens, you know, have some fun with it. Um, and even if you don't, and you continue to just enjoy these podcasts in English, uh, just know that just as you are right now, somebody loves you very, very much. Okay, take care and speak soon. <laughs>